Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back, Hebrew Congregation of Houston, episode 158. 158, Hebrew Congregation of Houston. Uh, we have a special today. I'm going to do an Easter, keeping it real. And also we have the Daniels family, uh, our ministers. They're going to uh, teach and give us our food today. Yay. <laughs> so Rabbi Oshalom ben he takes a break every once in a while. So, um, but he's here. We love Rabbi Oshalom ben -Yakov. And so uh, we thank you all for tuning in. So we're going to go ahead and go into our Easter, keeping it real. I kind of... Uh, struggle with this topic today because today is 27 years my mother been gone my mother passed on august the 12th we buried on her birthday august the 16th so i was kind of struggling like god i don't know why you give me this topic today but it's for someone and if it's for you you need to listen because this isn't an easy topic the topic today is the breaking how do we find our way back the breaking how do we find our way back okay and so when i was uh going over this this topic i thought about my life like how many breakings have i had like what what does breaking mean the breaking is when you or someone else say something or do something and you believe that there's no return in that relationship you believe that there's no return in that relationship because of the pain and the anger that you suffer and I thought about my breakings. There have been about four breakings in my life. And so when, when you think about the breaking, it never was about money. It always was a relationship of a family member or someone who I really and dearly love. That's when the breaking come in. The other stuff is minute. It's the relationship that hurts with the breaking. And a lot of times we'd be like, they're, they're, I'm done. There's no point of return. We can't get back. That's your emotion. That's your feeling. That is not of God. If you value that relationship, if you value uh, that person, then there's a way back. And I'm going to talk about it today, okay? And so this is personal to me. And I don't like to share things, but what God says I have to, I have to. One was with the, the father of my child. The other one was a situation with my mother. Another one was a situation with my nephew. Another one was a situation with my son. Those, those, were, those, are, those are tough times to get through with those type of relationships, right? And um, this is probably for you, and I'm sure you've had it, and you're saying, I don't know how to get back. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how to build that relationship back. And all I can tell you is what God has given me and what I've been through, right? So I pray that this helps someone. Well, so we're going to start with some scriptures. And so the first scripture is Psalm 147 and 3. Psalm 147 and 3 says, He heals the broken heart and binds up their wound. The Lord heals the broken heart. If you're looking for a man to do it, it's not going to happen. In these situations with these type of relationships, God you have to give him his word back. You said you'll heal my broken heart and bind up my wounds. He's not a God that lie. So you have to speak his language, which is what? Know his word and give him his word back. That's effective praying. I'm going to give you four scriptures. The second one is 1 Peter 3 and 11 said, let him turn away from evil and do good and let him seek peace and pursue it. Who is him? You. 
Let you turn away from evil and seek good and let you seek peace and pursue it because you had a part in this. You might say, oh, them, 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 them. No, you had a part in it too. Anytime these relationships is broken, you had a part in it too. Ephesians 4 and 3 says, enduring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. The unity of a spirit. A lot of times you have spiritual ties with these people. These aren't just the average person, uh, Tom and, and Dick and Harry out on the street. These are soul ties. These are ties you have. That's why it hurts so much. That's why you get angry. That's why your peace is broken because of the spiritual ties you have with them. Endure to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And this is the biggest one. Colossians 3 and 13. So Colossians 3 and 13 says what? It says bearing with one another and forgiving one another. And anyone who has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you should also must do. Yahshua forgave us and we're going to have to do the same. We have to, if we want to heal these the relationships. The topic is the breaking. How do we find our way back? And so, you know, through AA with the World Alcohol Anonymous, they give you like these 12 steps. Well, I have 10 steps. I have 10 steps I'm gonna talk to you about on how I got back, okay? First of all, you gotta realize that you are not perfect and that person is not perfect. You are not perfect, and that person is not perfect. That's the first realization you have to come to. You've done things wrong, and Yahshua and Yahweh has forgiven you. So who are you not to forgive them? Number two, take accountability in your partner's situation. You, at this time, it's time to work on you, because your peace is broken. You are angry. There's things that's happened. You have to take accountability in your part because you let them get you there or you did it or you were responsible for it. Some things came out that was in your heart that you didn't even know was there that you said. You have to take accountability for you in that situation. And even if they kicked it up and you started cussing and acting a fool, you got to take accountability for that. Because you let that person get that demon that was in that person. That person was the demon. But whatever was in them, you let it get to you. Think about it. So now you got to take accountability for your part in it with yourself. Right now you're dealing with yourself and your peace. Number three, forgive yourself and work on you first. What I just said. You have got to forgive yourself in that situation. You have got to see yourself in that situation. You have got to meditate and talk to the Lord about you in that situation. And controlling your anger, controlling your temper, your composure. We're talking about a relationship that you want to get back to. Okay? Number four, time heals. Time does heal. Does time make you forget? No. But time does time is healing. Give yourself and other people time to heal. Well, Easter, how much time? That's that's God. 
you don't have to say so on how much time it takes for you or that person to heal. Give it to God. He'll give you the direction and the timing when it's time to come together again. He'll make it right. Well, how does he make it right? Number five, because you're praying and you're working on you. When you're praying and number five, working on yourself, God, he's, he's, he's working it out. Yahshua on the main line, tell him what you want. Yahshua's on the main line, tell him what you want. I'm not a good singer, but listen to my heart. When, you, when I sing real good when you're listening to my heart and Easter keeping it real. What's the topic today? The breaking. How do we find our way back? It's not just you. It's we, because it takes two to tangle. It took two to get in a situation or more, right? So how do we get back? Number six, this is a 10 step. I got four more. Everything that was said and done realized it was demonic and it was out of an act of anger. The devil had his way at that time. The devil uses people. There's open doors in you and in them, because remember, we're not perfect. It was all done demonic and out of anger. Now, what some stuff said that may have been true, it may have been true, but it was done out of anger. And that's the problem with that situation. And that's where the breaking came. And that's what was hurtful. You said some things, they said some things. And even if, even if you didn't say anything, you kept your mouth shut and it's affecting your peace. There was a part in it that you gotta go back in your head to, to realize what happened. What, what part did I play in this? At that time, it's you. It's you you're dealing with. You know why? Because forgiveness is never about the other person, and your peace is never about the other person. It's about you. It's always about you. It's never about them. Forgiveness is never about them. It's about you and your relationship with Yahshua. Help me, Holy Spirit. We on number seven. Realize the value of that relationship and that person. Is it worth giving up on them? And um, what comes with it? Realize the value of them. Realize the value of that relationship. Realize the other surroundings that if you break this relationship and you just walk away from it what can happen let's talk about a son for instance they have chosen your grandchild now they have to suffer because of your pride and that your kids pride that they don't have a grandparent in their life think about the family when they come together now you're not coming to a family gathering because you don't want to be around them and other people are missing your presence Think about everything that comes along with it. It's not just you and them. There, there's outside entities that you're affecting. There's generations that you're affecting with this. We're talking about spiritual ties and relationship with people that you love. We're talking about relationships that's broken that will keep you up at night and your peace is disturbed. We're talking about how do we get back? Number eight, before you enter back into this relationship, you need to set some boundaries. 
and trust God that he'll heal this relationship in the future. There's boundaries that obviously need to be set. And because you're trusting that God is going to get you and this relationship back together, you have to have your boundaries set already. So it doesn't happen again. The boundaries must already be set before you enter back into that relationship. You get it? I hope somebody's getting this. And then you already trusting that God's going to do it. You don't know how, because you like, this thing is broken. We can't never fix this. Trust God. Man, nothing too hard for him. Nothing's too hard for our Yahweh. If you give it to him, do you trust me? That's what he's saying. Do you trust me? Number nine, when the right moment arises, apologize and love on that person. God will give you that. That's why I say it's his timing. He'll give you that timing when it arises that you can love, sincerely love, that bond that can never be broken, that the devil tried to destroy. He's a liar. Maybe a conversation is needed. Maybe one isn't. You've already set your boundaries already, right? And step eight. So maybe that conversation is needed to talk about that. And maybe it's just a hug and I love you. And we just done with that. Like I said, you never forget it, but you don't have to keep, you don't have to bring it back up unless that's what it takes to, to, to have that conversation. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. And number 10, this is the last one. Forgive and never bring it back up again. It's done. Don't, don't, don't bring it. Does, does God keep bringing your sins back up? Does Yahweh keep bringing yours back up? He said it is done. You don't want to turn the stone and keep looking back, right? It's done. Leave it there. Forgive and love. Peace be still. That was for somebody today. That was a tough topic for me. Like I said, today is one of those days. My mother been gone 27 years and somebody needed to hear the breaking and how to get your way back. And I'm gonna tell you, if it was a breaking of somebody's death or something happened, you don't control. Life and death is not in your hands. There might be a situation that was ugly, somebody died. God has a time in a day, whether it's in a car accident, whether somebody has a heart attack, whether uh, somebody falls off a bridge, whether it was in a hospital, whether they just sleep themselves away. God holds the time in a day. You don't, honey. You don't have that much power. Don't give yourself that much power. Maybe something was said or done before they died, and that's why you need to forgive yourself. But you don't hold that much power. God holds all power. God has the time and date. Forgive yourself. Move on. And keep your peace. I, I pray that somebody's been blessed. I poured that out the best way I could. Does anybody have anything they want to say before I uh, I'll play a song? Okay. All right, I'm going to um, play a quick song and then we're going to go ahead and uh, have the Daniels uh, present our food today.
And so uh, I, I love the song right here. It's it, God is my everything. We all know rights to the music. You able to hear it? God is, he's my everything. He's our everything. He's the only way to get back. He's my joy. He's my rock. Thank you. Hallelujah. Give it to him. Too big for you. I trust him. Can't nobody have my peace. I work too hard for it. I work too hard for it. He's my rock. Thank you. Hallelujah. A shelter in the... Hey, Thomas Storm, God is, God is, devil, you can't have it. Hey, thank you. Hey, okay, thank you. That's what he wants, the devil, to put a suicidal spirit in him, that you have no hope. He's a liar. You have power. You are the chosen. You are the chosen, chosen of the Lord. God is. Thank you. That's why I can sit up here and jump and shout and smile. Peace be still. Hey. Stumping on the devil's head right now. Stump your feet. Stump on his head. I've been through those storms. Thank you. Hallelujah.
Thank you. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you right now, Lord. We come before you, Father God, right now. Anything we said or done that is not of you, we say we're sorry right now. Father God, the breaking the breaking. How do we get back, Father God? Through you, through Yahweh, through prayer, through love, through courage, through knowing what the value of someone is, Lord. We thank you and we lift your name on high right now that you're bonding these relationships back right now, Lord, that you're bringing peace in somebody's life. Peace be still right now, that you're shutting the devil's mouth right now that comes against them right now, Lord, that you're going ahead and you're a heart re regulator and a heart fixer. It says right there that you will fix our heart, Lord, the pain and the suffering that we have and that anger that's in there, Lord. Circumcise our heart, Lord. We thank you for the commandments. We thank you for the contract agreement, Lord. We thank you for a way out of no way, Lord. We're trusting you right now. We're lifting your name on high right now. We're giving it to you right now. We're laying it before you right now, Lord. It's just too big for us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the ministers, the preachers, the teachers, the rabbis, the apostles. We thank you for leading and guiding us and trusting us with your sheep. We thank you for your word that it never goes void. We thank you for building us up, Father, that God. We thank you, Lord, for your son, Yahshua. We thank you for the manna that you provided us. We thank you for the blood that protects us. We thank you for the, bless, the breastplate of armor, the word, Lord, that the, the fiery darts cannot penetrate right now. We thank you for the good news in the word. We know that you're real and we trust you, Lord. We thank you for the healing that's going on right now. Not just the physical healing, but the spiritual healing that's going on right now. There are spiritual deaths that's happening right now. People are angry at you, Yahweh, but that devil is a liar. You trust him. You find your way back. There's a way back. There was a breaking, but there is a way back, Lord. There's instructions on the way back. We thank you for finding our way back because we were once there, Lord. We thank you for the forgiveness, the mercy, the love. Everything you gave us is free, Lord. Everything you gave us is free. It's never about a dollar. This is spiritual warfare. We thank you, Lord. Calvary, we thank you for the truth. We thank you for being your children. We thank you for the truth, because it will set you free. And we thank you for the peace beyond understanding. This is what we ask for our people, that his spirit rest and abide upon us. This we ask in our Yahshua and Yahweh name. Amen. We turn it over to the Daniels family. Um, the Daniels family, they're very talented. They're uh they have so many gifts. They can host, they can sing, they can preach, they can teach. They can run this, the, the, the whole congregation, and we don't even have to log on. We thank God for them. We thank God for the young black love that is before us right now. We thank God for the gifts, and we thank God for, for everything they've laid down and the praise that they've given our Yahweh. It's yours now. We thank you for the word that we're about to receive. 
Our parashah is Deuteronomy 11 through 16. Deuteronomy 11 through 16. The new parashah is Deuteronomy 16 through 21, up to the ninth verse. The new parashah for next week is 16 through 21. If we're saying things you don't understand, it, that's because you're not studying the parashah. You'll be able to follow along. We ask that you study to show, your, your, to show yourself approved. He's not a liar. His word never goes void. And you got to give him his word back. Amen. Amen. Yeah. We hand it over to you. Thank you so much. We love you. We Amen. love you, Rabbi. I want to say, Rabbi Afshalom Ben Yaakov, we love you. We thank you for being here. We thank you for being diligent. We thank you for teaching us that we're able to teach. Amen. 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 Come and be fed where the table is spread and the feast of Yahweh is going on. Oh, may you be blessed. May your needs be met. Where the feast of Yahweh is going on, you can find joy, you can find peace, you can find happiness at the table. You can find love, you can find healing and happiness at the table. Hallelujah. Love, and happiness at the table. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We just want to give you the glory that is due to your name, O Most High. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Be thou exalted in us, O Yah, O Yah, O Yah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That your people may be able to feast at your banquet table, O Yah, we bless your name, hallelujah. And we glorify your name. Hallelujah. 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 Baruch atah Yahuwah, Baruch atah Yahuwah, Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam, asher kidushanu b'mitzvotah, v'tiwanu al-tivrei Torah, v'harevna Yahuwah, Adonai Eloheinu, ef-tivrei Torah, theka b'finu.
Mfifiyo thameka Israel, waniye anapniweza eseinu, weza esae ya mecho Israel, kulonu yodeshe mecho, welomdezo rafeka lishma, barukata yahuwa adonai, hamala metora, lamo Israel, amen. Barukata Yahuwaronai Eloheinu Melecha Olam Ashebachabanu Mechoha Amen Wanatananu Etorato Barukata Yahuwaronai Noteina Torah Amen Blessed are you Yahuwaronai our power King of the universe who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to study the Torah. Therefore, we beseech you, Yahuwah, power to make pleasant the words of your Torah in our mouths and in the mouths of your people, the house of Israel, so that we, our descendants and the descendants of your people, the house of Israel, may all know your name and study your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah, and our power who teaches the Torah to your people, Israel. Amen. Blessed are you, Yahuwah, Adonai, our power, King of the universe, who has chosen us from among all nations and given to us your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah, Adonai, giver of the Torah. Amen. Shema Yisrael. Yahuwah Eloheinu Yahuwah Echad Shema Yisrael Yahuwah Eloheinu Yahuwah Echad Shema Yisrael, Shema Yisrael, Shema Yisrael. Shema Yashural, Shema Yashural, Shema Yashural. Shema Yashural, Yahuwah Eloheinu, Yahuwah. Thank you once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you. And we are so appreciative. You just heard in terms of the um the breaking, you know, and and I thought it was so appropriate considering that the children of Israel are now standing on the verge of entering into the promised land. They could literally see it. Mm -hmm. And and so here it is, they are on the verge. And so how do you find your way back? You've already been told how you find your way back. They're now on the way back. They have now spent 40 years and they're about to enter. And so that's what this Torah portion is about. And the title of this Torah portion is Ray Air. And in some translation, it, it is C. And in others, it may say, behold. And so that's where we are going to go. Or Ra'a, because <laughs> we were having that back and forth <laughs> about, you know, the um, ancient versus the um, modern. And so we believe that it would have been Ra'a in the um, 
in the, the ancient form. Is it possible to share my screen? Yes. We're the hosts now, right? We should be able to share. Okay, you're not saying share. Babe. Don't say leave. Okay. Okay, wonderful. We're Thank here. You. We're good. <laughs> so again, that's the Torah portion for today. We're looking at Deuteronomy chapters 11 through 16. And as with most of the other uh, Torah portions, the very first word, as you can see right here, is re'er, which means behold or to see. Or you can see when you look at the um, re'ish, aleph, and he, why I say it could be ra'a. <laughs> yeah. yeah, continue. So we see that when it comes to seeing, there's a, there's a physical aspect to seeing, you know, because saying look and see. So yeah, is really, before they go in, He's laying out, here are the promises. So in chapter 11, he's reiterating the blessings and the curses. And so they're saying, look, see, watch. You know, we went to a church where the pastor would oftentimes say, watch, watch this, this, watch this, this. watch this. <laughs> and it's almost like they're trying to get your attention because you don't want to miss it. Uh -huh. You know, oftentimes it's because we've missed Mm -hmm. what's happening that we end up in error mm -hmm. and yeah cares so much for his people that he doesn't want us to be in error and so he's saying behold see watch this watch this to get our attention so whatever it is you are focusing on stop mm -hmm. and watch yeah that just makes me think of shema where he says here hero Israel, watch this, watch this, or listen to this, listen to this. Because when I think of many a minister, when they start to read into the spirit and they're checking things out and they're getting excited all by themselves, they go, look at this, look at this, check it out, check it out, you know, hear this, hear this. But all of those things are the same thing where it's saying, watch this, look and see here, here. So it's not that you're just watching with your eyes, but you're also watching as in you're hearing and you're watching the same way you're you're seeing this audio with us, but you're also hearing us, you know, is the same way that you are supposed to move towards this. We know that Hebrew words are living words. So it's never stark and staunch and, and just that one word that you're translating into in English, but it, it has action to it is the best way. There was a um, an Israeli man that was in the congregation we used to attend. And, and he said that he was like, it's always hard when he reads the English versus reading the Hebrew because he's like, it, it's never just that word that you're looking at, but it's always something moving with action when it comes to the Hebrew. So I want you to apply that mindset as he continues forward. Go ahead, Dave. I mean, since we're talking about this, we may as well go there now. Did so. I jump ahead? That's okay. Because um, <laughs> we're looking in terms of the um, the Hebrew alphabet, and, and she's already started talking in terms of the resh. And you can see resh often, it, it represents the head of a man. Mm -hmm. And so if we go back to what I was showing previously, you see that the ratio is facing towards the Aleph, which we know to be our strength. And so as, as we thought about it, we thought that hey, saying to see, but again, it's, it's just not a physical scene. There's also a spiritual aspect to it because, I mean, that which we see in the natural, we know that there's a, a spiritual aspect to it. Even the studies that we're doing currently with rabbis, because we understand that not only are we to feed naturally, but there's also a spiritual feeding that we need. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of the lettering, we see that the, the race is like the, the head of the man is looking towards his strength, which is again, Elohim, right? Because he's the beginning. He is the first, he is everything. But not mm -hmm. only that, we then get into the hay. And in terms of the um, Paleo Hebrew, you, you can see that it's a man with his hands raised. 
So it's almost like looking towards your strength mm -hmm. and all he's requiring of you mm -hmm. is to surrender to him because hands are up. And so. And my mouth Continue. <laughs> right. So, and that, that's all he requires of us mm -hmm. is, is, is a complete surrendering. And so as we go into this, this Torah portion, you'll see that mm -hmm. overall, all Yah is really requiring from us is mm -hmm. that commitment to him. Yeah. Because he is certainly committed to us. And so he wants us to see. And he's literally laying it down and saying, here are the blessings, here are the curses. Mm -hmm. But recognize that the blessings only comes with obedience. Mm -hmm. The curses comes with disobedience. And so we do have a choice. Mm -hmm. Why he wants us to pick obedience and to be obedient unto him. Again, hands up, surrendering to him. Mm -hmm. But it's also a posture of praise. Yes. We, we don't, there's a song that says, it is in the praises right mm -hmm. that the blessings are there even and when my, my father in law blessings come down thank you mm -hmm. he constantly yeah. talks about is in the praising because it's like when you're at your wit's end that breaking point mm -hmm. and you don't know what to do there's nothing else to be said there's nothing else to be mm -hmm. done mm -hmm. yes. yes my father he the thing he would like to say he, all the time is praise confuses the enemy Correct. and so he'd be like he would come and he'd be like, Keish, it looks like one thing, but Yah's doing another thing. And he's like, just give him praise in it because praise confuses the enemy. He doesn't know what's going on when you're going through the trial and you're going through the situation, but your hands are lifted up. Your mouth is filled with praise. And if he, if I just think of him saying the, the head or the strength and stuff, it's that with my mouth filled with praise, that's your strength right, right there. Amen. And your hands lifted up, that's your action. It makes me think of Tefillin, mm -hmm. you know, when we... um put the teflon on and says bind it on your hands and where else in the frontlet of your eyes where does it end up if it's in the frontlet of your eyes it's it's the mindset and so when your mind is focused on praise and your hands have been binded by his words what will happen your mouth will be filled with praise your hands will be do action towards praise and it will worship yeah it will do action towards Torah, it will keep his will. And the best way to praise him is to, to do the will of him who sent us here, who brought us into this earth and has a plan and a purpose for us. Continue. I mean, yeah, so just, just continue. But again, recognizing the, um, just in the, the Hebrew, like I said, it, it's a living being that there's life in it. And so not only do we want to see the words, but we want to go beyond. Rabbi Alton talks about going beyond the veil. And so we thought of paying attention to, to the Hebrew letters and recognizing the meaning therein. And so we are looking towards our strength mm -hmm. with our hands lifted up. But additionally, if you look upon this, the resh, which is the first letter right here, it also seems like somebody in service. Mm -hmm. And so we know that Yah cares very much about his people, mm -hmm. that he's constantly doing things mm -hmm. to ensure our well-being. Again, we talk about that breaking point mm -hmm. and again, wanting to reconnect because it's all about relationship. And so right. he's calling us right. to, to that, that right standing that when everything else seems lost, right. we know that there is something we could hold on to. And oftentimes that's family, it's friends, mm -hmm. but people that you could rely on, they have your back. Oh, and boy. so he'll never forsake, you know, leave you. And I was just thinking as he was saying all that, and we're talking about rage and the hands lifted up, the mouth filled with praise, our strength turning towards Yah, et cetera, et cetera. And I was thinking of, but it's it's to be directed towards the most high and no other Elohim, no other, no other gods, no other powers. 
And so I thought of like the portion in um, Devarine 13, where he talks about, and if they arise, you the prophet or a dreamer of dreams. So you can have the power, you can have your hands doing things that look like they're in acts to service. But it says, if you arise among you a prophet and a dream of dreams and gives you a sign or a wonder and the sign or the wonder comes to pass whereof he spoke unto you saying, let us go after other Elohim, which you have not known and let us serve them. You shall not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams or Yahu for Yahuwah Elohim proves you to know whether you love Yahuwah Elohim with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after Yahuwah Elohim and fear him and guard his commandments and obey his voice and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. So these hands lifted up and this mouth filled with praise and this, this strength that you are looking towards, looking towards Yahusha, the, the, the author and the finisher of your faith, but looking unto Yahuwah, the hills from whence cometh your help. You know, this, this thing that we're doing, we're not doing it as unto other Elohims. If someone comes looking like, because people can come looking like their hands are, their, their, their hands are filled, their mouth is filled with praise and their hands are lifted up, but their, their hands are lifted towards some other being, some other thing. But this that we do, we do it as unto Yah, the one who made heaven and earth. I see a co-easter's hand is up. I, I just wanted to say, as I was reading this, and we're in, in the fifth book of the Torah, mm -hmm. God knew already that they was going to put, and, and, and this is me just saying, it's this, this white cracked out Jesus on the cross for us to bow down. And, and, and so he already knew that. So he keeps saying in here, destroy those wooden images, destroy them. And I had to go back too and take all of mine down in the household with him on there because it was a lie. It was a lie. Mm -hmm. his, 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 his race was a lie. His color was a lie. Him, it all was a lie. So I, I do have crosses in my house, but I, do, I no longer have uh, what America has put on us in my house hanging up. So I just wanted to say that, and God knew early on that they were going to do this, the Egypt that we're in. Right, right. And I did think of that question too. I was laying down and I was listening where it talks about not going and 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 after Yah has taken you into the land and you have done all that. And I believe that's in like chapter 12, where it talks about you're not supposed to go and say, how did these other people serve their Elohim? And how did they, and I guess that leads to 13, where it talks about, and if a prophet comes doing wonders and stuff, but then they're trying to lead you astray to another Elohim. So all of it, every time he he brings these examples, I notice that it falls back into, and then try to lead you to other Elohims. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just say no. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, you know like, too. I, I say how I I don't I don't know if it's necessarily ironic, but uh -huh. it, it also says in terms of it's a test, mm -hmm. and so I, I thought of the fact that you ought to test the spirit by the spirit, because again we talked about a physical, the flesh, but there's also the spiritual aspect, mm -hmm. and knowing that you have to test it because he said it's a test, mm -hmm. and he wants to see how devoted you are to follow. Yeah, it, it said that in there that he mm -hmm. actually tested you. By, by asking you to serve these little G gods to mm -hmm. see how much you loved him. It put exactly. it first. That's the first commandment. So that it, I said, Woo, I read that twice. But go ahead. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. And, and so how amazing it is to, to recognize, yeah, it, those things may appear to be right, but they are not. Because again, we do seek after righteousness mm -hmm. and righteousness only. So you do have to test it. Mm -hmm. And so not following. So we do see that in, in chapter 13. You really have to live by his word. 
Yeah. And in that, that verse four, it's interesting. It says you shall walk. And by the way, when she says test you, that's what proves you is mm -hmm. the same as test you. That's what she's saying right there. I know the language is a bit different from, you know, Bible to Bible, but that's what she's talking about. And in verse four, it says, you shall walk after Yahuwah and fear him and guard his commandments. Now that guard his commandments, I find interesting. So it's not just saying that it's like, yeah, let's memorize these commandments and, and, you know, let's try to do them. But he's not just saying to, to do them, but he's saying to put a fence around them, to guard those commandments. So it's like, you don't just do the act, but you also do the things to prevent you from not doing the things that Yah would have you to do. So, you know, think of it like when we talk about marriage and you say you put a fence around your marriage, which means that, you know, there's certain things that yes, it's permissible to do. It's expedient, like Paul likes to put things, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. And therefore you put fences around it. So you say, we will not do this. We will not have dinner alone with, with the opposite sex, because that can lead to other things. Or as my mom used to put it, let not your good be evil spoken of. So even if it looks, makes it look seated and makes things look questionable to this marriage that you say you are honoring before the most high Yah, whom he has joined you together, then let's just not do it. So it's like, what are the rules for our situation? It's the same way. What are the rules for our marriage, our relationship? What is the, what are the rules for the marriage we have with the most high Yah, the relationship we have with the most high Yah, the promises, the contract agreement we made with him, whether you realize it or not, when you get married and you say all those, I wills, and I, I, I will do this. And I will, I do, I do, I do, you know, before the minister, you're making a, a, a verbal or an oral agreement, an oral contract saying, these are the things that I promise to you that I will and won't do to you. And so it's the same with, so it's like, those are the commandments, the tenets for your house, the commandments that he set forth in, in these in this parasha and he reiterates here, those are the tenets for this this agreement, this contract, this beloved agreement we have with the Most High Yah, and we are to guard it. We are to put fences around it so that no Elohim before me, that if this person comes and he gives us examples, just in case you're confused, he says, if this prophet comes to you and he's looking, and I know that's one that our people can fall for with the most, a prophet will come in because he's doing wonders or he read into your life and et cetera, et cetera, even though there's something looking kind of shifty on the side about him. He's saying some things that don't quite sound like Torah, but hmm, but he did read me right over here. And I just saw this, he, he touched me and I was healed and stuff, but he's still questionable. And so we think the works are the evidence of the fact that this person is with y'all, but he says, no, the life is the evidence. Does he keep my commandments? Does he keep Torah or does she? Let's not just act like it's the prophet and there's no prophetess who are prophet lying or, or coming with, 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 you know, dishonesty. But he's saying, do not serve him for the works only. Do not listen to him for the works only, but look at his life and study to show as a whole Easter put it, study to show yourself approved unto you a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth means that when you also, not just that you rightly divide it to live it, but that when you see something that is opposite to it, operating from the other side, that is not right, you can you can identify it and say, this isn't it. This is not Yah, because his word says this, and they're doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I'm thinking, I think Rabbi may have said this a little while ago in terms of nipping things in the bud. And, and so again, not allowing yourself to, to be led astray. We still go back to sight again, seeing a prophet coming, we see. You know, and so we know that it has to be a deeper scene, not just on, on the surface. So, and we were talking earlier in terms of the fact that flesh has that propensity or that desire, you know, to, to sin and to do which, which is that which is wrong. 
where, where Paul Everett said, I desire to do the right thing, but I find myself oftentimes doing, doing the wrong thing. So again, in that scene, we really need to take eyes off of just physical scene, but go in again, even to a deeper spiritual level so that we don't, we don't fall. We talk about putting fences around relationships, you know, like especially your, your marriage. They Oftentimes, they, or sometimes there'll be testings where somebody knows that you are married and they may intentionally look for cracks. We talk about fishing, you know, and, and so being aware and being mindful to nip that in the bud. And because something makes you feel good doesn't necessarily mean it's right. We said previously, it's really sick in that righteous relationship with you. Again, restoring a relationship. You are at the breaking point. How could you not restore it to its wholeness and fullness? And, and so he's really encouraging us to, to look at obedience, look at disobedience, compare the two. If you were with me, be obedient to my word. I'm willing to serve you. Are you willing to in turn serve me? We talk about the rich seeming like a, a person in service. Mm -hmm. and, and so we looked at it and uh, I wanted to show you in terms of Hosea, if I could, um, right here, where he, he kind of summarizes, when Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the Baals and they burnt incense to, to images. So you, you could see that propensity of flesh mm -hmm. to want to do that, which we think is feels good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's calling us again to, to a higher. But mm -hmm. specifically, I wanted to see right here in verse four, where he said, I led them with cords of humble, of human kindness, excuse me, mm -hmm. with ties of love. To them, I was like one who lifts a little child to the creek mm -hmm. and bend down to feed them. So you see, he's really, again, going back to the, to the race. He's serving us. And he's never going to ask us to do things that he himself has not done for us. Mm -hmm. So he's serving us. He's bringing us into a good land. We could see it. Milk flowing. It's like with milk flowing, right? It's everything that you desire. All you need to do again is mm -hmm. serve him. Praise him. Your hands are up yes. towards your strength. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just keep focusing, of course, on, um, for some reason, Devereen 13. Now I, I listen to where he talks about even Pesach and, and all that, listened to and read. And I even went into some of the Brit Hadashah and the comparisons. But for some reason, as we are with you, I just keep being stuck on the seriousness of that. Don't do it. Do not go after other Elohim. And I was, I was looking at verse six, I was actually looking at verse nine. And then I said, wait, let's backtrack and see what happened in verse six, where it says, if your brother, the son of your mother or your son or your daughter, or the woman of your bosom or your friend, which is as your own soul entice you secretly saying, let us go and serve other Elohim, which you have not known, no, you nor your fathers, namely of the Elohim of the people, which are round about you, nigh unto you or far off from you, from the one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth, you shall not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shall your eye pity him, nor neither shall your spear neither shall you conceal him, but you shall surely kill him. Your hand shall be first upon him to put him to death and afterwards the hand of all the people and you shall stone him with stones. And I'll, I'll stop there and you can read the rest of verse 10, but that's how serious Yah is about this thing. 
Now I know for us, we can't even fathom the idea of stoning a person or killing a person unless you are in the, the, the Muslim space where they have their Sharia law and they will stone a person for something they believe is against their holy book and stuff. That That is the same kind of idea or concept here, but he is so serious about you not going straight. He's like, I don't care. Let me put it in the words of, of your, um, like sounding like him, but I don't care if your brother told you to do this thing I told you not to do. You don't do it. You do not go astray and do not pity that person that is is telling you to go astray, but that person should surely die, you know? And this is the Syrian seriousness of it. I say this because I know that with a lot of us as um, Israelite people waking up, so in this awakening, we are finding that we may be walking in this way, but another, like those of those people of influence in our lives, even there's many of us where it's like, we are in this way, our mother and our father may not be in this way. We are in this way, our siblings may not be in this way. And we're walking in this direction and 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 they there will be things that are said that will not seem so terrible to you, especially if you're coming out of a, a Western civilization, Christianity standpoint, it, it's like, you know, where the, this whole grace and mercy is misconstrued of what grace and mercy is. You will hear things and you go, oh, doesn't seem like nothing's wrong with that. But, but I just studied that text in Torah that said that something about this seems fishy or the Ruach HaKadosh gives you a nudge. That's the Holy Spirit gives you a nudge and say, mm, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Do not do that thing. I know we live right now. We are not living in the land of Israel. You're not going to be going and stone nobody. <laughs> you know, that's not what we're saying, but it lets you see the seriousness of what Yah is saying and how serious he is about this. He's like, it is worthy of death. It is punishable by death. That's that's his law. That's the kingdom of Yah saying that if they come to you, let's go do this thing over here and and check out this 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 place of worship and you know that it's 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 like this is not the place of Elohim and stuff like that. You do not. You do not. Let's let's. Oh, it's nothing wrong with mixing a little bit of this ism into to to serving Torah and worshiping Yah. You should not you know, and it's punishable things. So I want you to think of it as punishable by death. I know that he is talking about the, the strength of Yah, the praise of Yah, the, the, the reish and the re'ah, you know, but I, for some reason, my mind just keeps going in this direction, despite everything that I studied and how we walked in this direction. It's a, you should not, you should not. And I know that we always think, oh, that's all the 10th commandment says is thou shall not and thou shall not. But this one is important. Do not go after and figure out before the presence of Yah wh what he defines. And it's there for you. It's written to be read. So you don't even have to guess. But sometimes we have to still have the essence of the word in terms of we can read it, but knowing how to walk it out, that is what the Ruach does for us. What it is that that he, he wills and what he wants. Because there's a lot of things in our what we think is our righteous mind where we have learned wrong and we need to unlearn and we need to to learn what is Yah's ways and and we'll when we read this we'll find we're wrestling with it i know i do because what we have known for so long isn't correct it isn't the way of Yah. it isn't what he considers righteousness it's what someone else told us was righteousness so prove his word find out find out if the thing that you learned really is in there you know and then if it's not in there throw it out yeah, I was just thinking in terms of the seriousness of it when you talk about obviously not being in sheer, um, sheer, sheer law, stoning people, but recognizing the seriousness of a, a thing. Again, specifically sight, because it could be so enticing based on the way something looks that it could lead you astray. That, yeah, again, as he provides instruction for his people entering the land, this is how you ought to do it. You cannot 
focus on those things because you will be led astray. Even in the praises, don't you know look onto those things where you then prostrate yourself before them and give them praise. So it, it is that serious that you have to cut those things out that would lead you astray. And there cannot be you no know, two ways about it because we know that a little leaven leaven of the whole lump. You know, oftentimes we figure I could just touch it. <laughs> I, I, I'll just window shop, but there's no limit to sin. Mm, that's right, three second, to... three second rule, right, Papa? <laughs> well, that's that's for looking. <laughs> no, about the, the, yes, the yes, looking yes. and the touching is the yes, same thing. Yes. <laughs> so if you look more than three seconds, you're in trouble because mm -hmm. you will be enticed. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm in a, agreement with that. Don't Again, linger. Yeah, don't don't linger. Mm -hmm. You know, so he's he's really setting precedent before you go into this land. Here is how you want to live. You want to live in harmony with me. Follow my Torah. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Because whatever those other people did, sacrificing their children onto the gods, I do not require that of you. Yeah. So don't, don't add other things to my Torah. And that is such a common practice where we try to have multi-deities and, and wanting to seem acceptable to all. But yeah. Yah is saying, I am different from all of this. I am all that you need. Mm -hmm. I provide for you. Mm -hmm. I keep you. All I need for you, again, is just to be in service of men. And I, I didn't want us it. to lose some of the details in it. I do want you guys to, to, to read the parasha for yourself because it's a lot. It cannot be done all in this, mm -hmm. this setting that we're thinking. But I, I did want to say from the, the bottom of verse 13 to the, um, I would say most of verse 14, it goes into details in terms of yeah, chapter 14. So the bottom of chapter 13 to, to about chapter 14. And and you you can go down there, but you know, I'm gonna summarize and try to paraphrase this where it talks mm -hmm. about the, the do's and the don'ts again. And it talks about ye are the children of Yahweh Elohim in verse in chapter 14, verse one. You shall not cut yourselves nor make any baldness between your eyes for the dead. These are details of the thing. So remember I said before, like, yes, you seek the Ruach for how you are to live it because we're in different times from when this was written. So what is, 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 you know, not halakha or what is not righteous or not holy is not going to always look exactly the same as it did when they were writing it. But it's like, what does that translate to into today? That's what the Ruach HaKodesh is for. That's what Yeshua did in his time. That's why he was there paraphrasing things they had heard before. And then they were saying, we had never heard it like this, you know, because it's another time, but you still have to understand the essence of it. But we know that there are people who are making markings on their body. He said, you're not to make markings on your body for the dead. You know, he says, for you are holy people unto Yahuwah Elohecha, and Yahuwah has chosen you to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. You shall not eat any abominable things. These are the beasts which you shall not eat, the ox which you shall eat, the ox, the sheep, the goat, the deer, the roebuck, and it goes, et cetera, et cetera. Read those for yourself in terms of because you need the details so you can know. I don't eat meat, so I don't really need to know all of those. And that was probably part of what helped nudge me besides my blood pressure into that because it was a lot trying to keep kosher, a kosher kitchen and separate this and separate that. And I was like, how about we just not? I don't do dairy anyway. <laughs> and so that might be the walk you need to do. It's like, this is too difficult. It's better to, what did what Yeshua say? Better to enter into to, um Hashamai maim than to, to keep on going with this thing. He wasn't saying go cut off your hands, people, <laughs> you know, but he but he was letting you know once again how severe the seriousness of keeping Yah's commandments and his thing is like if this offends you. That offense he was talking about is if it separates you from Yah. And what what did um Shaul say separates us from Yah? 
sin, error. What is sin? Sin is to miss the mark of Torah. Okay. And so if it separates you, just, just get rid of it. You know, if, if it's too hard for you to follow these things and to, to do this halakhali and you still feel like you might be missing, maybe that's your calling to just let it all go. But if you are going to keep eating the, the meats and the oxtail and the sheep and the goat and stuff like that, he gives you the what is allowed, what is permissible. You could read that in detail. But essentially what he's saying there is this is what makes you a peculiar people, a holy and a chosen generation. You know that royal priesthood in the Barik Hadashah where it says you are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a peculiar people. And everybody would, yes, it, it does have something to do with dress. But I remember growing up in a Pentecostal church and when you thought of a peculiar people, you thought of was you go to church every Sunday, you know, you dress a certain way with your long skirts and stuff like that and your modesty, your modest apparel and all of that. And that has something to do with it because we know he talks about the ziti that we are to put on our garment. That's part of separation too, so that we will remember Yahuwah the one who has brought us out of Egypt, you know, that we remember, you know, the, the commandments that he has given unto us and remember that we are to live a separate life. But that word where he talks about being holy, set apart, that is set apartness. The things that we eat, we the things we do not eat, the things that we do not do, like that where he says, do not put any boldness between your eyes for the dead. Do not put any markings on yourself. Do not cut yourself for them either. Do not do, do not go after serving any other gods or finding style. Now that is a tricky one because we find, and that's why Yah has called me to walk with caution, even when I'm learning the, the Jewishness or the, the, you know, the picking up and understanding from, from those who are operating on the Judaism or the Jewish side of things, because even so there has been traveling that has happened and they have traveled through Babylon. They have traveled through different cities and picked up things. And so there are some things that even amongst them, just because it's your brother and just because they've been doing it longer than you, doesn't mean that the things that they're doing shouldn't be questioned and double-checked to make sure that this is the will of Yah and they didn't pick up some pagan things. Because the same way that Christianity can pick up pagan things, so it is that in Judaism, they can pick up pagan things. You know, and you are supposed to be doing the will of Yah. That is the person that we made our command, our commission to and said, we will do all that you say, you know, and I don't know why I'm over here doing this, thus save the preacher, <laughs> but y'all only knows it, it's, it's, I guess, as my friend would say, it's in my shot and I just keeps coming out when I keep trying to stay on track with my husband. <laughs> but, um, but that means that y'all is really admonishing you today children of Yasserah, that this is this is how you are to live your life, where it's like, if Yah says, we will, all that Yah says, we will do and obey. This is exactly what Yeshua is talking about when he said, I do the will of the father that sent me. Everything that my father says to do, I do. We have this thing in our head where it's like, I'm not Mashiach, I'm not Yeshua. So I don't, you know, he's, he was divine. And that's why he walked in righteousness and, and I am excused and I could, I could slip up and mess up and it's okay. No, when you mess, slip up and mess up, it's just as not okay as it was for if Yeshua was to slip up and mess up. He didn't just come here and live his life so you could go, yeah, he was so righteous and holy, clap, clap, clap. And he died on the cross for us or, or the execution stake, some, some others call it, and then not live the life that he lived. You know, I if we have time, I would even like to um read some of the prayer that he prayed in Yachanan. I believe it's 16, where he talks about um, he literally prays for Yah and he says, All of the things that I do, um, I have taught them, I have taught my Tamadim, they are in me, and I am in you, and they are in you because I was in you, and they are mine, so they are yours. 
you know, and that's me shortening it. But if we, if we don't run out of time, I may go through it. Cause I really, it really blessed me. And I really felt like it was something that, you know, we should close with continue. Babe. No, just as, as you said that in terms of um, Mark 10 45, what he says, uh, it says, for even the son of man came not to be ministered onto, but to minister and to give his life for a ransom for mm -hmm. many. Mm -hmm. You know, so I thought again that that certainly tied in, or even in the um the Brit Hadashah for today's uh, Torah portion, where it says, "For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me." That's right. Yes. So this this is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all He has given me, I shall lose nothing. And of course, it it continues from there. So as you were saying that 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 just came back to mind. Mm -hmm. So I put it up on the screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done for today. Okay. <laughs> you can continue with your so I, lesson. <laughs> well, we, we've said a lot, but we hope ultimately that what, what we are really saying is, is that you have to be mindful as you're watching and you're being observant. Take into account what it is that you're watching, you know, because you have set very specific precedent that we ought to follow to ensure that we, we remain in, in right relationship with him, mm -hmm. you know? So obviously the children came to a breaking point where they had to spend 40 years in the wilderness, but now that you are on the verge. And, and, and Rabbi gives us John 17 that uh, everyone can read over too. When you okay. Yeah, yeah, that's where it is. That's what we were referencing there is John 17. He read one verse. What I was referencing was more like John four and down all the way to 26, which is why I said I wasn't sure if I, because it's long, but it blesses you. It starts with, I have glorified you on the earth. I finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, oh, Abaya, glorify me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I've manifested your name unto the men which you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have guarded your word. That word guarded again. Remember that from when we were reading about guarding the commandments? And that word, remember what I said to you last week where I said that when you see that word, word, think of it as Torah because that's what it is. They, they've changed it into a word so that you don't think of Torah when you see that, but that's what it is. In the beginning was the word, in the beginning was Torah, and the word was with Yah, and the word was Yah, and the Torah was with Yah, and Torah was Yah. He said what? He puts his word above his name, you know? So that's how important his word is. Torah is to Yah, you know? But he said, and I have manifested your name, which you have given me the words of yours and were and gave me, and they have guarded your word. Now they have known that all things whosoever you have given me are you, for I have given unto them the word you gave me, and they have received them and have known surely that I came out from you, and you have believed, and have they have believed that you did send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me, for they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And you can continue to read the rest of it for yourself. You know, that's where we even get that in the world, but not of the world. And he prayed for us. And definitely many of our Black men could attest to it where it's like that the, the world does not love us. You know, and, and so it's like, even though we're in the world, we're not of the world and they hate us because of that, even when we don't understand why we're hated. But that does not mean we still have to hold up the light and we still have to be that light of the world and that salt of the earth that Yeshua talks about. And how do we do that? We walk out Torah the way that Yah has designed. If you're not sure, you seek him. He says, seek first the kingdom of Yah and his righteousness. His righteousness is that Torah and all other things, they'll be added. 
you know, it's like the song from last week. I sang, humble thyself in the sight of Yah, and he will lift you up. If I be lifted up, Yeshua put it another way. If I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Who's me? He was in the beginning, was Torah, and the word was Yah. And it, it is, and the Torah became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Yeshua. And so that's what he's drawing all men unto. You know, a lot of times people are thinking it's just that he's drawing him unto himself to say his name, say his name. Yes, Minister Griff, we see your hand is up. We can't hear you. Are you speaking already? Uh, Minister Griff, uh, we can't hear you. We have a question. So we'll we'll move on. Just break in, Minister Griff, when you uh when we're yeah. But go ahead, Minister Daniel. Yeah, so all of this is 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 leading to that humbling yourself before Yah, that that he will do the lifting up, he will draw all men. But how do they they will know you? He says, Yeah, he'll know that we are believers by the love. That's what you know. I, is, is it Paul or was it Yeshua who said that? The love that we have one for another. And but that love is shown through keeping. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will. That's Yah's love language. You know how we, in this modern day and time, we're always talking about love languages and, you know, how do you show your love language? That's Yah's love language. So a lot of us are, and that's where he talks about, you must come in at the door. Like a lot of people are trying to come around it. They're trying to say there's other ways you can come, but he says, you must come in at the door. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will serve me. And then the details you can look in Devarim and you can find out what those commandments are. What are the details of that 10? So the 10 is the outline, but there are details for how, what that means, how that looks, you know, and, and even these things have to have spiritual effects, what you eat, what you don't eat, it affects you spiritually. You know, that's part of what we're learning in Kabbalah. But if you've experienced the Ruach HaKodesh, you already knew that, you know, some of us already knew that if that's your journey and that's the level you're at, we've already experienced that. And, we and, know I, and, I, and I think about how I never always got my meat well done. And I didn't mm -hmm. read that in the Bible. It was in my spirit. A lot of stuff is in your spirit. Yes, and then as you start reading the Torah, you'll say, oh, I've been doing that because it's in your DNA. You're designed that way. It doesn't, it, I, I, I like nice things. I like finally, it's because it's in our DNA. And mm -hmm. I don't like uh, blood in my meat. Is it, that's, we're designed that way. And it's mm -hmm. part of the Torah, but go ahead. And it's very common amongst our people. I remember my mom going, giving a whole lecture. We were at a restaurant. She's like, mm, not the blood, mm -mm, get your stuff. <laughs> and she's explaining the, the, what's wrong with that and the whole nine yards where it's like the only time we would look strange when we go with others out to dinner. And we're like, that's how you eating your meat, <laughs> you know, before we even you know, focused or, or stuck to this detail, we is something within us that already knew. And he says that he says, I will place it in those, those latter days, I will place it in your spirit where no longer will they have to say, know the Lord or know Yahweh, you will know him because he will be, it will, the, his Torah will be written inside of you. And this is what he's doing in this day and time. This is what the Ruach HaKodesh does. And that's the reason why he, he told the um, Talmudim that he was going to, um, 
send them the, the Ruach HaKodesh was going to come. He must leave so that he, the Ruach would come and be inside them and operate in them the same way that it did within him was because whilst he was present there for them to look at physically and see it, it's not that the spirit of Yah was not moving and doing things. That type of teaching Ruach HaKodesh was not necessary. You had it. It was before your eyes. You could just copy him. But once he left now, it's like it's in you so that when you say, should I, should I not? You seek, you seek your spirit, you know, and, and the answer is there, you know, everything. He, oh, that was the song. I, I couldn't remember that I was going to sing. He's already provided everything you need. It says, the song says every promise you can claim, just ask it in his name. Everything you need, he's already provided. He's not asking you to do something while not giving you the provision and the capability to do it. He's asking you to do what you are capable of. And he says, I can do all things. The scripture says, I can do all things through Mashiach who strengthens me, right? That's the scripture. Why is that? Because we get our strength. That's that, that Ra'ah, right? We get our strength from Torah. We get our strength from the living Torah as well as the written Torah, you know, where we can do all things. He did it, we can do it. Amen. Amen. And I mean, having said that, as we Amen. left off in 14, so I figure I'd go to um, 15. And just as a, a word of encouragement, recognize that as we, we walk Torah, um, that we oftentimes need a, a redo. So recognize because we, we fall short sometimes, we don't necessarily want to stay in, in that position and think that it is over. And, and so in chapter 15, he talks about the Shemitah year, which is a year of um, forgiven, where things are restored to what they previously were. And so recognize that as, as you walk in Inya's Torah, that he has made provision for you also. And again, he will never leave you without. Mm -hmm. That if you do mess up, just keep in mind that you are now having to turn from the errors of your way. Mm -hmm. You cannot remain in that which has now led you astray. So once you recognize it, mm -hmm. you are now to, to turn away from it. Turn back to, to his way, turn back to Torah, look on to him again. When they talked about those two hills, where one was, they would have the blessings and the curses. I thought of where it says, look onto the hills from where cometh your help, mm -hmm. you know? So yes, you will go into that hill where the curses were, but now let's come back into obedience to Yah's word. Mm -hmm. That was Ava, Eva, right? The, where the curses were. Well, the yeah, other one was, Gez, was Gezim. Yeah. Gezim. You know, so Gezim. don't, don't, don't be afraid to, to turn. Mm -hmm. We are stewards mm -hmm. of everything that, that he gives and he provides. Mm -hmm. We own nothing, you know, so we are simply taking care of things. And, and so know where your source is. And so it's time to sometimes just turn back. And so we can now be restored. Mm -hmm. And if I have the pronunciation for the, the first mountain, the one with the G incorrect, don't judge me. I'm doing it off of memory. <laughs> I think it's Gezirim. Gezirim, right? So uh -huh. And Eval. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, what I liked about this, as he was mentioning chapter 15, it says at the end of the year, seven years, you must cancel debts, right? And it says, this is how you, it is to be done. And you can read it on the screen. Every creditor shall cancel and loan they have made. But what I liked was, was there's a part where he gets to, and it's, it's a restoration that happens. Yeah. So you're not just canceling debt, but you're restoring the person. There's another um, part, and I can't tell you exactly which chapter it's in, but it talks about if you even have a slave at some point and, and you set them free and stuff, and they decide to go, that you are to put stuff in their hands. You don't just set them free and say, go free, good luck to you. I don't know how you're going to get 
back after all of this. You know they've been living in your house. You know that because they've been serving you, they haven't been making income somewhere else. You you set them free and the, and the United you, States store their wealth. The United States did that to us. They said go about and we didn't have luck. <laughs> yeah. And so they didn't give us no forty acres and a mule. They they didn't give mm -hmm. us anything. And we mm -hmm. had to start from the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that, that's precisely it. And in that, it's not just the United States. There's a reason they call it the Americas when you see all the past um, things where they documented. And a lot of times people just think it's the United States, but it was it was South America. It was Central America where they, they scattered all of us and, and you had you doing free labor. And then it was like when they this when you finally get your independence, it's like independence, but where's our funds? <laughs> you know, they just they just abandon your location, you know, and never give it. So it's like a repetitive thing. So people will even judge and say, look at the, the Caribbean, what's wrong with it? Why isn't it, you know, thing? But it's not not only do they not give you the funds, but they find another way to take all your resources, you know, and to to bleed dry. But that's another story for for another day. But what I liked about this was the restitution part of it, where it's like in that that Shemitah year, the seventh year, there's a restitution, there is a a, a, a reformation of sorts and a, a a starting over and a restoring all the things that were lost and putting your brother. And it's a way of I am my brother's keeper is what I thought was beautiful about that. It's like after you don't just use them for labor and then say good luck to you, but you say now make sure you're good you know, and that you can, you can start somewhere, you can start fresh, you know, and, and so it, it makes you also realize our wealth is our brother's and sister's wealth also. That's the way that an Israelite is supposed to think. If there's an Israelite brother or sister and they are in need, then our wealth is their wealth. You know, there, there should be no, so the, the, the gain that we gain is the gain that they gain, you know, with wisdom, of course, but that restoration, I found a very beautiful thing where it's like, there is no Israelites sitting up in, in the muck and the mire, you know, they're struggling, you take them in, let them work for you, they worked it off, you pay them what, what they've worked, send them on their way, they're struggling, they can't pay the debt, seven years comes, they've been trying, you see, and it's like, oh, this person ain't never going to be able to finish paying this off, you release them and relieve them from that, that's called grace and mercy, people, that's true grace and mercy, and so, yeah, but I just thought it was a beautiful thing and mm -hmm. definitely part of the love story. And I, I, I loved seeing it, you know. It, it definitely mm -hmm. continuing that, that love relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, uh, it's kind of hilarious that we're the one supposed to have the slaves. We're the ones supposed mm -hmm. to have them. And they mm -hmm. enslaved us and that's why they hate us. Part of the reason. But we're, we're the ones supposed to have them. And then, but the Lord says, but remember, you were a slave too in the Egypt. So mm -hmm. that's why, don't do those people like they did you. You know right. how it felt. Right, right. And we're supposed to remember that. Oh, so, yes. I just want to- He would not turn a blind eye if he sees <laughs> us acting, acting the fool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to busting out the whip and stuff, <laughs> you know. Rabbi, you were going to say something before? Uh, just, just enjoying it. I was, you know- I was thinking that um, when you talk about the servants and, and things of the nature, um, I've, as you know, Coda Lisa and I have been spending a lot of time on the continent of Africa and watching the people uh, and watching how people live. You know, I didn't see any homeless people there. And you know why I didn't see any homeless people? Because their doors were open. Mm -hmm. They took each other in. Mm -hmm. the, the village, the family, they take, they don't see them. If you see somebody sleep on on the side, it's because they're taking a nap, and mm -hmm. they do that a lot, you know. <laughs> and they're not, a, you know, it's it's open. I mean, they'll be on the side of the road. Just I'm gonna sleep right here. Just go to sleep. Mm 
mm-hmm. get up, and, but they are not homeless. They have a place to live. They have a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so they follow a lot of the. So we call it Africa Israel because the custom they said Jews say that they're there that they would give, would give it to them. That's all through the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the Smita year and all that stuff, they still do that. I mean, you know, they still live that. Uh, the Israelites do. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, the customs of the land are pretty much the same throughout when it comes to dealing with people and, and, and helping people, um, you know, uh, living and, and, and just taking care of being humane. Mm-hmm. That's a part of, of that. So that's why I, that's one of the reasons why I'm so uh, attached to the continent. Uh, besides the fact that it's closer to Israel, like when when we're called back home, you'll have a short of war. Because we broke the contract agreement. That's by the way, chapter twenty-eight. When we get down to the blessing and curses, you need to know that this is the foundation for that. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. this this is this is setting it up. So yeah. a lot of people are caught up on the twenty-eighth chapter, but they need to go back to the beginning. And start looking at this thing and seeing the, the importance mm-hmm. of it and why we why we're here and, and you know it didn't just stop at twenty it started twenty eight but it began a long time ago yeah, and we that. broke that contract agreement and so I've just in I've just been increased by the teaching today I'm gonna tell you that now I've been sitting here I'm just oh I'm mm-hmm. saying yeah you all need a teacher <laughs> you know <laughs> you you are a, a team that you are. What we express as all in your powers, right? You Can represent. Screen up, please. Go ahead, Rabbi. You're representing the Godhead the way it was supposed to, intended to be. You know, you're standing together equal, and you're teaching, and you're bringing forth children. Mm-hmm. You're giving birth. You you are replenishing the earth. You know, you are doing that, and, and that's the power of operating as all in as powers in the earth as. Sons, you know, Yeshua said, again, you read it, chapter 17, I have finished the work. Well, you are an example of his his finished work. Mm -hmm. What you are doing and what you have taught today is an example of what Yeshua was talking about when he said, I have done what I was sent to do. Mm -hmm. That was to empower us to operate as little Mashiach or little little Mashikim, you know, little Mashiach, Mm -hmm. you know, as the children that's what this is all about. And that's why I can sit back and relax and just get full. You know, I'm so fat now, I probably gained about 30 pounds over here. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I've had, I've had a meal, I've got dessert. You know, I got cake and ice cream over here. I'm eating all of it right now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm overweight. Y'all, it's your fault. I'm overweight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good kind of weight, though. It's a yeah, good yeah. kind. <laughs> bless y'all. Bless y'all. I mean, hey man, that, that's a wonderful compliment coming from our rabbi. And I, I'm, I've been eating it too. I'm overweight over here with rabbi. I'm <laughs> serving. Um, and so we're going to go into our summary, the Daniels family. Yeah, I'm going to leave that to the king of summaries because <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I'm the queen of long-winded. <laughs> well, um, well, we, we came through um, Deuteronomy chapter 11 through 16. So just quickly, chapter 11 reiterated the blessings and the curses. Chapter 12, in terms of how to live in the land, not being distracted by what you see. Mm-hmm. Chapter 13, live by Yah's words. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Don't be led astray by others. 
and chapter 14 was in terms of the um, the laws of conduct, the cash route, mm-hmm. um, and about the tithes, taking care of the Levites. 15, the Shemitah, mm-hmm. again, that restoration or that redo where you, you get to start over again. Mm-hmm. And then chapter 16 was in terms of observing the, um, the three holy yeah. feast days. Yeah. We didn't get too much into that, but for me, that one there specifically with presenting yourself before you are. Mm-hmm. So as you get caught up in your life, which we all do, don't don't forget to come before Yah yeah. and present yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, our praise, hands lifted up. This is how we praise. That's how we repay him for all the many mm-hmm. blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, so so take time. And with my hands lifted up. Yes. And so um we just want to, and to to the Brit Hadashah that I was referencing, and Rabbi also gave the reference, it was off of Yachanan 17. Um, you could go through the entire thing, or you could start at verse four, because that's when Yahusha begins to pray for his people. And I think it's a good one to look at, because he, he says some of the things that Rabbi just said, in terms of, I have been before them, I have placed this in them, they were mine, and I am yours. But he goes into some further detail, and it's a very lengthy prayer. And you know, usually Yeshua is not doing too lengthy of a prayer, but this one was was his closing prayer. It was almost like a closing argument. And I, I think that you can relate it to this parasha and all that we've brought out in the keeping of the commandments, the, what it looks like, and the teaching of, of other people being Mashiachs to others. All of that is mentioned in that prayer. So add it to your 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 listen your Torah portion Amen. for today. I thought it was a good fit. There's two options, but that was the Amen. one that spoke to me. And then, right. and just finally in closing, I'd like to read a little bit of the half Torah portion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to look at that. Um, it was from Isaiah chapter 54, Isaiah. but I'm going to look at 53. Mm-hmm. I think with all of the watch this, watch this, or look, see, behold, mm-hmm. it it reads in in verse three, chapter 55. Mm-hmm. Incline your ear and come to me. Mm-hmm. Here and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Mm-hmm. So that is his desire for us that we be in right relationship. And so he's just calling on us to just incline our ear, hear his voice, and be obedient to that which he is saying. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. And if you read that, if you're starting from verse four, you might actually find a connection between Yah- Yahusha's prayer in chapter 17 verse 4 ironically so um i would i would say to go to chapter 55 at least amen amen and hallelujah hallelujah turn it back over to the hostess with the mostest a (laughs) co-easter thank you um ministers daniels to the second power uh thank you for that food we love you um so your soul how did you end that uh minister daniels so your soul will live so your soul will live that 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 hit me so your soul and that's what it's about we don't experience death our soul is going to live and so we talked about that a couple weeks ago um and that's the ultimate goal and that's why we're guarding god's word to let you know there's eternal life with him that's why we're guarding god's word to say love and do what you're supposed to do and serve while you're here Mm-hmm. to make it across we talked about that man at, who was rich who didn't make it in and he prayed down in hell for his family he said well what about my other brothers i i, I want them to know and so 
that's what we that's all we have to offer is the word of God to people that's all we have to give is our experience that's all we can do is point at the cross that's all we can do is tell you about his goodness and his mercy and love and if, if you do that your the job is done well done your good and faithful servant amen and we thank you for everybody who give up, get on here every week and pour out because that's a, that's what he that's what we're required to do and it says here it talks all everything right here is in the parashah everything right here is in the, in the torah it talks about giving to the poor it talks about everything we're supposed to be doing it talks about forgiveness it talks about what you're supposed to eat it talks about the the holidays you saw it's all right there mm-hmm. of course they're going to tell us to ignore it that's what the devil's supposed to do skip over mm-hmm. that just do dirt and do wrong and, and, and pray to that, that white Jesus on the cross and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. They never intended for us to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's always been the trick of an enemy. But now that we have awakened, now that we know our identity, and now we know how to new, move forward. That's the beginning God gave me that 158 episodes ago. I didn't, I'm not smart enough to know. Mm-hmm. He did it. He gave me that. I, I take no credit. I'm still trying to learn how to move forward. I'm still trying to get this. You've tried everything else. You know, people come to us for money. They come to us for prayer. And they're part of congregations. They're part of churches. Mm-hmm. But they're not getting what they need there. And I'm not downing anybody. But if you're not getting what you need there, it's time to find something else. It's time to change. Oh, who the people who praying for you and giving to you. It's time to come on board. Come on now, you sitting there uh, scuffling and you and you literally cancer is eating you and you can't go to your church for prayer or money. The storehouse that you give into something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to die. If it ain't right, it ain't tight. I'm just telling the truth. Because mm-hmm. I was in that situation and I got tired of it too. Mm-hmm. Tying into something that never gives back. That was never a storehouse for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe those Hebrew congregations, maybe those those folks that come on every Saturday, maybe they know a little bit. Maybe I need to change some things because I'm in Egypt. Just think about it. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Afshalom Ben Yaakov, if you can do our closing prayer, please. Mm-hmm. Father, we just thank you right now, and we just praise you, Bashem Yeshua, for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and our hearts have felt. We thank you for the feel, the fullness and the richness of your word. We thank you, Father, for pouring on us of your Ruach HaKodesh. We thank you, Father, for the word of wisdom, revelation, knowledge. Oh, Father, we thank you for your Torah. We thank you for your son. We thank you for each and every one that is that is here calling upon your name. We thank you for healing us of all sickness and diseases. We thank you for opening up your scripture and, and we pray, oh Father, that you will continue to grant us a portion of your Torah. Father, we pray for our families and our friends. We pray that they come to the full understanding and return to the truth of your Torah. May Yeshua HaMashiach dwell within our hearts and in their hearts richly, O oh Father. And we pray, O oh Father, that you would provide a livelihood for the children of Israel. 
provide a life for us and our households with ease and, and not with pain in an honorable manner and not in a disorderly manner, in a respectful manner and not in a disrespectful manner, that we may perform our duties and study your Torah just as you provided manna for our forefathers mm -hmm. in a land arid and desolate. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah, for all the things that you are doing for us, for the children of Israel. We thank you that you have opened up a door for us that no man can shut. You have given to us, O oh Father, and we have received. And we give you glory, we give you praise, we give you honor. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. And hallelujah. Thank you. We thank you for that beautiful prayer. We thank you all for tuning here, tuning in. We'll see you next Saturday. We ask that you share the episode. Uh, we have classes on Tuesday. Just send me your email address. We invite you to the classes on Tuesday. The way, the reason we're able to, to preach and teach the rabbis teach us on Tuesday. There's some intense teaching that's going on on Tuesday. We ask that you tune in, ask questions, and we will see you next Saturday. We love you. Shalom. 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 Shalom.